Hey y'all, my name is Delaney Peterson and I'm so excited that you're listening to Words Like Honey. This podcast is for high school and college girls. My prayer is that this will be an encouragement to you in your personal walk with Jesus. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Words Like Honey again. I'm so excited that you guys are listening. Today we are just going to kind of head to the basics. I'm going to talk about how and why I spend time with God daily and what does that even look like. But before we get into that, I want to specify that there is no perfect way to spend time with God. Like God just wants to get to know you. A relationship with God is just like any other relationship. It goes both ways. You know, you talk and you listen and you ask and you like share parts of your life with the other person. And so that's totally what time with God looks like too. Older girls who have mentored me and taught me how to read my Bible have taught me some of the skills that I'm about to share. And there's definitely no credit in this. I mean, all the glory, of course, goes to God. There's no, this is the right way to do it. Any other way is totally wrong. But this is how I've been taught and how I just really find that I connect with God. So let's get into it. First and foremost, I... When I plan out my schedule for the week, I set aside time to spend with God daily. What this looks like for me and what I think this looks like best is spending time with God in the morning. I find that setting aside about an hour to an hour and a half chunk, not that I always use that whole time, but setting aside that time to be with God has been the most beneficial for me. I feel like it starts my day off on the right track, it gets me in the right mindset, and it gets me feeling close to God throughout the day. So rather than going about my day and getting so caught up in everything else that is going on and all these things happening around me and then at the end of the day, reading something awesome in God's word and being like, okay, great, this is awesome. I'm so excited God taught me this truth, but I'm going to bed. So what am I going to do with it? And there have been times where I maybe miss a quiet time in the morning and so I shifted tonight. I just don't find that I have God as much on my mind throughout the day. So let's back up to that word I said, quiet time. What is a quiet time, Delaney? What the heck does that mean? What does QT mean? So that's what I refer to my time with God as, quiet time or a QT. So if you guys hear me talking about that in the rest of my podcasts or you've heard it before and you have no idea what that means, there you go. Quiet time is just my personal time that I spend with God. And I think it's a quiet time because it's, you know, silence. Sometimes I'll play worship music, but basically what that means for me is that it is free of distractions. I put my phone away, unless I'm playing like worship music, I'll put my phone away and I'm not listening to TV, I'm not watching YouTube, I'm not around a ton of other people. It's just my time with God. I always start my quiet time, my QT, by praying to God. I do this to basically invite him into this time that I'm going to spend with him. So I will pray something like, God, thank you so much for waking me up this morning. I am just so thankful that your mercies are new every morning, God. I pray that as I sit and I read in the Bible that you would open my heart and my mind to you and your word, to whatever it is that you want to teach me, God. Would I not take from this word something that is my own, but rather would I take something that you want me to hear, God, and would you help me apply it throughout the rest of my day? Amen. 
really simple, but I think it just helps center my heart and remind me that I'm not reading my Bible, I'm not reading God's word just to do it, just, you know, to read pages in a book. I'm reading it because I want God to change my heart and I want it to impact my life. And so because of that, I want to have God open my heart to his wisdom. Sometimes the Bible can be hard to understand. It There are, you know, it is a different culture then. I think it's still 100% applicable now, but it was a different culture in the time that it was written. And some of the names are really hard to pronounce. You know, when you like read through the Bible and you see a name, you're like, uh, I'm just going to skip over that in my head. It makes me thankful that I spend quiet time and I'm not reading some names out loud. I like to pray to God beforehand and invite him into this time that I'm going to spend with him. Because honestly, anybody, not a believer, could pick up the Bible and read some words and call it a day. But that doesn't mean that they're really spending time with God. Like, yes, that is God's word. And God's word is powerful. It is alive and it is active. And I firmly believe that. But without inviting God into it, it can have not a huge effect on our lives. So that's why I always open it up with prayer. Then I open my Bible and I spend time reading God's word. So word, Bible, interchangeable there because all of the text in the Bible was inspired by God and it's called God breathed elsewhere in the Bible. And so when I say word, God's word, which is also really cool to think that when I spend time reading my Bible, God literally spoke these words. I think I go through life so often and I'm just so confused and you know, wanting other people's opinions and not knowing what to do all the time. And I'm like, God, I wish you would just write it out for me what I should do or just write out advice for me. But he does. It's in his word. And the fact that it's still preserved today shows that it still has meaning today. So that's something that I hold on to. Usually what I do when I read God's word is I go through chapters at a time. Right now I'm doing a one-year Bible study. And so What that looks like is it's about two or three chapters of the Old Testament, of a book in the Old Testament in the first, and then I go to chapter two in the New Testament. So right now I'm reading in Numbers, which is from the Old Testament, and I'm also reading in Mark, which is the New Testament. So these are kind of paired to help me get through the Bible in a year. If you're starting out to read your Bible for the very first time, there's an awesome resource called the 30-day challenge or 31-day challenge and basically it's just a verse a day and you read that and you take a series of things out of it so you take any observations that you may find in that you take um, a truth that it has taught you and you figure out how you can apply that to your life you know that day so it's super tangible super easy it's only one verse a day And it covers a lot of key truths in the Bible. It's a great way to dip your toes in and to start getting to know the Bible and getting to know God so much better. I think God really reveals himself through his words. I think all of us reveal ourselves through our words. I think our character shows through. I think our heart shows through. You know, last week when we talked about sticks and stones, that is just, our words are just so telling of what's on our heart. God's word shows his character so well. So when we read his word, we get to know him so much better. That's how we get to know more about God. We get to learn about him. We get to know what he loves, what he doesn't love, you know, and how decisions that people have made either lead us closer to God or further away from God and the repercussions of that. I find it insanely helpful. So if you guys are interested in that resource, 
follow me on Instagram at words like honey podcast and I would be so happy to send you that 31 day challenge. It is awesome. After that, I think something that would be really awesome for somebody who's, again, just wanting to get to know God's word a bit better could be reading through the book of John. John just is such a cool look. It's one of the first four books in the New Testament. So it's written by John, who's a gospel writer, and gospel basically means good news. And so this is going to talk about Jesus's story, Jesus's life, and what that looked like in his teachings and the parables that he taught in and just even some history a bit in there too of just him and where he and his disciples went. And we get to see that in the four gospels, but they each have a slightly different viewpoint. John is a great one to start with, but honestly, I love Matthew a lot too. I think that those are just really introduce you to Jesus, which is he's the center of story. The Bible is sometimes called a love story and it's a just a story of a people who just constantly run away from their master and God just love redeems them and brings them back to himself and that's all done through Jesus Christ and so that's what the whole Bible really is about is so cool to think that the Bible just shows how much God loves us. People think it's so outdated but Gosh, I mean, just how close I feel to God when I read it and how much it fills me up and how much joy and peace it gives me and wisdom is just, you know, unmeasurable. When I read through my Bible and I'm reading through like a chapter at a time, I think it's really awesome to either go start off, you know, with verses with something like a 31-day challenge. And then when you move into reading the New Testament, one of those books or just really any books, any of the books in the Bible, I take it either a chapter, so like Numbers 1, reading through that whole thing, or in the New Testament, since there are so, it's so dense, right? So there are a lot shorter of books than the Old Testament, but they are just jam-packed with so much truth. So I will take like a section header and read like one parable a day or something like that so I can really meditate on God's word. So I like to start by reading the scripture and maybe reading it a few times. Then I like summarizing it to myself. Okay, like what's going on here? Do I understand the story? Do I get the main themes here? Do I get all of the characters? And then I will just write down, like I said earlier, observations. What sticks out to me? Are there any words that are repeated? Why are they repeated? What is God teaching me in this passage? What did the characters learn in this passage? If it's a parable or a story, why was the story told? What does it speak to? What higher truth does it speak to? And how can I apply this to my life today? That looks different, you know, every day that I spend time with God. I keep a journal with me, and so I really like to write down things that God's taught me. Usually, usually I won't write down the summary. I just kind of summarize in my head, but I will write down those truths. You know, it's like that age-old study hack where read, hear, write, like all of this helps your memory so much more. And so I will read that and write it down, write down the things that I'm learning and then repeat it to myself in my head and pray to God through what I've learned. So I'll pray something like, God, wow, like this truth is just so impactful. I thank you for revealing this to me. Lord, I just totally confess that I fall short in this area so often And your word says that. That's only going to lead to my hurt. I thank you that 
you provide a way and that you provide this warning, God, that I could avoid all of that hurt and grow closer to you. So that's just like an example. I really like praying through scripture and praying through the truths that God teaches me. And I feel like that way it feels more like a conversation with God rather than me studying, memorizing, writing down. I'm talking to God through it, which I think is really cool. And so I love to do that. Then I usually close out my quiet time, my one-to-one time with God with a prayer and just, you know, thanking God for what he's taught me, what he's shown me through his word that day. And then usually I will go through scripture memory cards. So I've decided to commit to memory scripture. So basically just verses of the Bible and trying to build up to some books of the Bible, but that is, or chapters, oh my gosh, chapters of the Bible, but that is a lot. And so I will try to memorize scripture and that way it just stays on my heart throughout the day. Like if God's word is hidden in my heart, I'm able to pull that out in times that I'm tempted or in times that I'm really anxious or afraid. I'm able to pull out these verses that I've memorized and I'm able to think about them throughout the day. It's just another way to connect with God throughout the day. So I will go through those and I'll do another podcast episode about scripture memory and its importance. But for now, um, just think like basically index cards, right? So the front will have the reference like, Isaiah 41 10 and then I'll flip the back and I'll have the verse on it so I kind of quiz myself but this scripture is just so important again it is live and active and it truly can change your heart and change your life as a result so that's why I do that other ways that I like to spend time with God is definitely going to church I think that that's super important being surrounded by a community of believers and hearing somebody who has really dedicated their lives to studying the word and trying to make it trying to teach us stuff from it and I think that that's just so cool I love going to church and then I also love worship music I feel so close to God when I'm singing and I don't know why I did like musicals and stuff growing up so I've always like loved to sing and that kind of stuff and I love talking as you guys can probably tell and so I really like singing through worship music it's just so powerful and a lot of worship music is really scripturally based. So when you're singing through worship songs, it's so cool when I'll spend time in God's word and I'll come across a verse and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is in one of my favorite worship songs. And I'm here, I am reading it in the Bible. So not all worship songs are like that, but a lot of them are. And certainly the ones that I recommend to you guys at the end of each podcast, those are just my absolute favorites. And I just feel like my heart and God's heart just really aligned when I'm singing to God, just eyes closed, hands up, just praising my God and spending time with him. So that's basically what a typical quiet time looks like for me. I start with prayer, opening my heart up to God. I will spend some time reading in his word, writing down what I feel like he's teaching me, responding to God in prayer, and then praying at the end of all of that, also including things just like giving thanks and prayer requests and praising God. And then I will spend some time doing some scripture memory. And then throughout the day, spending time with God looks like praying throughout the day constantly and listening to worship music when I drive or listening to other podcasts when I drive that are Christian podcasts and faith-based or listening to sermons or watching sermons on YouTube while I'm working out or something. I think that those are all awesome ways to get more touches with God 
throughout the day. And again, my way of reading through my Bible is not the perfect model. There is no perfect model. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you must spend this amount of time with God a day and must look exactly like this and you have to read exactly this much. That is not a relationship with God. That is like homework and that doesn't sound fun. I have gone to the point where, you know, after building habits, spending time with God just becomes so refreshing. It's something I want to do. You know, not every single day I wake up early, you know, to fit in my quiet time before the rest of my day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get in my word, getting God's word and spend time reading my Bible and memorizing more scripture. But every time that I do, you guys, I just feel so much better. I feel so much closer to God and there's just so many reasons why. And so a little bit on why I spend time with God. As I mentioned, Jesus is the epitome of what it looks like to spend time with God. His whole life just points back to the Father. Granted, he was God, but he lays out a perfect model that he teaches to his disciples. In Mark 1, 35-36, it says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he, aka Jesus, departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Jesus sets this example of what it looks like to spend time with his father. He shows that to us, and so we are expected to follow that. We are expected to spend that time with God. In Joshua 1.8, it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So we see that spending time with God in prayer and spending time in his word, that is a command. We are supposed to follow that. So why do we spend time with God? He tells us to. He asks us to. He wants to spend that time with us. Aside from it being a command, there are so many benefits from spending time in God's word. Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. When we spend this time with God, when we look to his word and not our own words and our own selves, he makes straight our paths. He lays out clearly for us where we should go, what we should be doing. All we have to do is sit and listen to God and let his word fill us up and guide us. The more we spend time with God, I think the louder his voice gets. I think the more clear he's leading us. So spending that time with God just really helps set us up to find that joy, to have that peace. Because if God is leading us into something, we can trust that it's going to be for our good. It's going to be for our very, very best. Psalm 62.8 says, Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. God hears us. He hears your cries. He hears your struggles. He hears when we are going through really, really hard times. And he asks us that we would tell him about those things. He tells us that he's a safe place to confide in. You know, you might not have many relationships in your life where you feel really safe, but God is that safe place for us. He's our refuge. When the world looks confusing and scary and overwhelming and dark, we can go to God and trust that his light and his comfort will be enough for us. Spending time in God's word makes me feel so refreshed. It just reminds me of what really matters. 
It helps me keep my eyes up and on God and on what's truly important rather than all the craziness going on around me. I think lately it's been so easy for me to get overwhelmed and so easily so easy for me to get hurt by things happening, but when I spend time with God, that doesn't magically, you know, fix everything. It's not that those things go away, but it reminds me what matters, what's eternal. Will this thing matter in five minutes? five days, five months, five years. But God's word matters and God's word lives in my heart. I love spending time with God and clearly it is commanded that we spend this time with God. And so so that's a little bit of how and why I spend time with God. So what is on this week's podcast playlist? I have three awesome songs that I want to recommend to you guys that I think totally go along with a lot of the truths in the scripture that we talked about this episode. One of them is This Love by House Fires. It just talks about how God's love is just so rich and so deep for us and goes along with that love story that I was talking about that the Bible shows so well. The next song is Holy Spirit by Francesca Battistelli. I hope I'm saying her last name right. And that one's all about welcoming the presence of God into our lives and how it just really fills us up. I like to think of this song as kind of like that opening prayer that I pray before I get get into God's word. Then the third song is Springtime by Chris Renzema. This is all about God restoring us and tending to the garden that is our soul. You know, inviting him to be that gardener in our lives and letting him do that work in us and in our hearts. These songs are awesome. I'll read them off one more time. It is This Love by House Fires, Holy Spirit by Francesca Battistelli, and finally Springtime by Chris Renzima. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Words Like Honey has been such a blessing and such a wonderful outlet to share what God's teaching me with all of you guys. Connect with me on Instagram at Words Like Honey Podcast. I'm going to be posting all the songs I've recommended throughout these six episodes so soon, and I'm really excited to connect with you and get more content, and please feel free to reach out with any questions or ideas that you have for podcasts. If there's something you want to listen to, DM me. Let me know. And if you want that 31-day challenge, please DM me. I'd be so happy to share that with you, and I would love to just help you get into your word and get to know this God that I love so much. Thanks again for listening to Words Like Honey, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!